What makes Dumbledore such a good headmaster? He's quite kind. He didn't have much of a temper. And in number six, he would die. He would die for. He died for Harry, didn't he? Because if you're not kind, well, people might not want to really do anything with it. But you can have power as long as you use it for good. Welcome to Kid Coach Conversations, the show where we ask children quick, fun, and thought-provoking questions to develop their creativity, critical thinking, and many other key skills in just a few minutes every day. Hi, my name's Kevin, founder of Kid Coach and dad of two kids. As a parent, I was always wondering if I was doing enough with my children. So I started writing questions for them that were quick and fun to talk about, but also built key 21st century skills I knew they would need. When I shared the questions with other parents, they loved how it launched more meaningful conversations at home and the Kid Coach app was born. Turns out that this approach is perfect for parents of six to 12 year olds who want to be more hands-on in their children's development and for those seeking conversations to get their kids talking and thinking, but who only have five minutes a day to do so. So if that's you, then stay tuned because you're about to hear exactly how it works. In these episodes, my team and I will be asking lots of different children questions straight from the Kid Coach app, and you'll see how we can build the skills that matter the most simply through conversation. This week, we caught up again with Johan, age eight, who loves Harry Potter. We wanted to ask him why he thought Dumbledore made a good headmaster and what makes a good leader. Johan considers if power is needed to be a leader and why people respect the Hogwarts headmaster. So, Johan, I know you love Harry Potter. And do you remember the headmaster of Hogwarts, Dumbledore? Yeah. He was a pretty good headmaster, wasn't he? Yeah, he really was. So let's think about that from a moment, from a leadership perspective, right? So my question is, what makes Dumbledore such a good headmaster? What makes Albus Dumbledore such a good headmaster of Hogwarts in Harry Potter? What do you think? He's actually, he's quite kind and he doesn't get, he doesn't, he doesn't have much of a temper. Mm-hmm. He's quite nice and generous and really. And in number six, which I do remember, he would die. He would die for. He died for Harry, didn't he? He very much did. Yeah, that was a big thing. We can definitely talk about. I hope we haven't <laughs> ruined Harry Potter for anybody listening to this. Um, so let's let's build up to that. He, the first thing you said, he's kind. And generous. So, do you have to be kind to be a good leader? Probably. It makes you a better leader. It makes you a better leader. Why? Why would it make you a better leader? Because if you're not kind, then people might not want to really. Well, people might not want to really do anything with it if you're not kind. Because. Kind people, if you do something good, you'll get some really good back, won't you? And mm-hmm. he's kind. That's the good thing he's done. Um, the thing that is everyone wants to be with him. So that's making him a good leader. People want to be with him as well, which makes him a good leader. So you have to be kind 
and you have to uh, get people to like you. Is what I'm hearing. Hmm. And he has a lot of power, doesn't he, Dumbledore? I mean, he's he's a headmaster, and he's a pretty strong, amazing wizard to boot as well. So he has a lot of he has a lot of power. Um, is that important to be a leader? No, actually, you don't need it. But you can have power as long as you use it for good. Yeah. Can you give me an example where maybe somebody did not do that? Well, when you know who, he actually had a lot of power too, but he didn't use it for good. Who's that, sorry? Who, did, who had a lot of power as well? You know who. Oh, you know who. <laughs> can, I, can we say Lord Voldemort? Are we allowed? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's true. He had a lot of power and he... And he used that in a pretty bad way. So Dumbledore, pretty, pretty good leader. And then at the beginning, you said something about what happened in book six and the sacrifice that Dumbledore made. And how did that make you feel when you, when you heard about what Dumbledore was doing? It made me feel sad. But at the same time, sort of angry. Sad and angry? Yeah. Angry in what way? Angry at, at what? Angry at who? Angry, angry at Snape, who actually did it. Because Snape actually... Hmm. At Professor Snape, who, who cast the uh, Avada Kedara spell on Dumbledore. Have you read the, have you completed the series, by the way? Have you finished yeah. the Okay. There's, there's something we haven't watched or read, because I'm not sure there's a movie yet. It's Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. It's not technically number eight, but it's still a book. Yeah, I think it became a, a play, actually, in, um, in the theatres. I haven't seen that, to be honest. I heard it's really good. I must, must go to watch that. Um, but but back, back on leadership and Dumbledore, right? What makes Albus Dumbledore such a good leader? We talked about him being kind and generous and people liking him and him using his power well. And, you know, is there anything else that comes to mind? You know, and I can, as you're thinking over there, and I can see you thinking, um, one, one little episode that comes to my mind, right? So I'll give you an example. I think it was at the end of the first book or the second. Uh, at the end of the day, when Harry, Ron, and Hermione had, had saved the day, and maybe they were in the, in the, being, being looked after by the nurse at the end because they got some cuts and scrapes and, and what have you. And then Dumbledore came to visit them at the hospital bed, and he was kind of telling everybody what happened, making everybody feel settled and calm. And then there were all these like little sweets around Harry Potter that people had been giving him. Oh yeah, that's the end of the first movie. End of the first one, right? And Dumbledore sort of put his hand in one of them and, and, and got some sort of earwig taste toffee sweet or something. And, and it, was all a bit, it was all a bit disgusting, but all a bit silly. And, and he just made the whole serious event light and fun 
and relaxed. And you know, even though people were hurt and in bed and Voldemort had just come back and it's all kind of scary and evil and serious, he just lightened the mood. He was able to make people feel more relaxed and calm and assured, which which I thought as I as I watched that bit happening, I thought that was that's pretty good, pretty good leadership. And, and now in that way, if you think back to like little moments that, that you can remember, things that Dumbledore said or did or in his, in his office talking to Harry or, or out in the woods or, uh, or, or, in, or in London or anywhere, you know, could you it's just, just think, think of an episode, think of something that, where, that, that Dumbledore did and then let's sort of see how he was a good leader in it. Well, this... M- Oh, Dumbledore, you know his phoenix, Forks. At the end of the second movie, I think he sent Forks there to help them out, to get out once, because they might not all be able to get out, as the entrance was blocked up. Right, right. So Harry, Rod, and Hermione were in the bottom of the, the Chamber of Secrets, and the, 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 bas- the basilisk snake, I think, was trying to get them, and they were stuck. And then Dumbledore sent his phoenix down to, to help them out so so excellent so why is that being a good leader because usually if somebody's a good leader somebody will want to try and protect somebody or if they want to protect the team mm-hmm. it makes them a better leader and it definitely, well, if somebody's protecting somebody else, it, it, show, it shows very kind, it shows they're very kind and helpful. And that's, well, that's some of the things that make them a good leader. Yeah, they want to help, they want to protect, right? And, and they can spot when the trouble is. Right, because Dumbledore might want to help people, but if he's not a, aware of when people need the help, then he's not going to know to send Phoenix down. So, right, he's he's aware, he's looking. So, ah, oh, if they need help, let me send my Phoenix. He's looking to always help other people, um, and help other people do their job. You know, if you think about in in the grown-up world, when you have teams of people working on things and and um, when, when the person in charge wants their team to do well, so they will find ways to help them. If they're, if they're stuck, they're about to be attacked by a snake, like in Harry Potter, or if they're, if they're stuck and they can't do something, uh, a good leader will find a way to help them, won't they? Good. So, you know, we, we, we spent quite a lot of time there on Dumbledore because I, I know how much you love Harry Potter, and Dumbledore is such a good leader. There's so many leadership lessons that we could take from the way he is. And it's something I encourage you to do and think about as you're going about your life, reading more books, watching more movies, watching your teachers, um, looking at your mum and your dad, anybody in your life who's doing some interesting things. They're all possible leaders. No? Um, you could always see uh, what kind of great leadership they are demonstrating and, and learn. And learn a bit from that one person and a bit from that person and and you know, put that all inside of you to be an even more extraordinary leader when you are all grown up. So good stuff, Johan, well done.
So there you have it. What a great conversation that was filled with some fantastic coaching moments. I found that regular conversations like this can make a big difference in equipping our kids with the softer skills they need to thrive in tomorrow's world. As you've seen, it doesn't have to take more than five or 10 minutes. And when you're doing this at home as a parent, it can be squeezed in anywhere that you have a moment during the school pickup, over dinner, at bedtime, etc. Now, I know you'll be inspired to do more of this at home with yourself, with your kids. And so I really want you to check out www.kidcoach.app or just search for Kid Coach app to get the app, which has this and hundreds more guided conversations just like it. You can get started for free and immediately start making a big difference to your child's future success and happiness. I really, really believe that these softer skills are what the next generation will need to thrive. I'm super keen to support you parents in developing this through conversation at home. So thanks for listening. Make sure you download the Kid Coach app and subscribe to this podcast as well to get our next episode straight away. My name's Coven. You've been listening to Kid Coach Conversations, and I really hope that you have a great conversation with your child today. If you enjoyed this podcast and found it helpful, consider taking a minute to leave us a review. We want to help to inspire as many parents as possible to have these kind of meaningful chats with their kids, and it would mean the world to us if you could give us some feedback. If you could give us a thumbs up or a comment wherever you normally find your podcasts, it'll help us reach more people and improve the show going forward. Thank you for listening.